No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome in to No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me, as always. Game 7, the Miami Heat went to Boston, took care of business, packed them up, Duncan Robinson asking questions of the crowd. We saw it all last night. Caleb Martin did his thing. But at the end of the day, now it moves to 0 and 151 when the team goes down 3-0. Miami Heat hung on and absolutely destroyed the Boston Celtics. We're going to break down the game seven. And of course, I want to talk about Joe Missoula for a little bit. Uh, I got a lot of beef with how he's handling and how he's going about uh, his business, especially in the post-game presser and how he's talking to the, the he's, media. He's a dick. You're never, ever, ever going to win in that situation. Ask Terrell Owens. Ask Barry Bonds. They will tell you all about it. We're going to talk about that. Brown and Tatum now available. This summer, Jalen Brown's due a number. Uh, Tatum is available next summer, but they might try to get ahead of that. We'll talk about that. And then, of course, Denver Nuggets have been waiting to see who they'll play in the NBA Finals. The answer is now clear. The Miami Heat will go to Denver in the next couple days. They're already in Denver. We'll talk about Jokic. That, that matchup overall, give a little preview. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get to it. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? How we feeling? I'm happy. I'm Actually, you know what's good? Uh, what's good? What's good is that I never have to, at least for the rest of this season, watch the Boston Celtics play basketball again. That's what's good. <laughs> I told you in the text last night I was elated. I'm, 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 whatever, whatever superlatives you want to use, that's how I feel about not having to watch that team play again. Last night is 100% why. We should have seen it coming, even though we, we we both said the other side could have happened. But, of course, that's what happened last night. Of course, when it mattered, that's what we got into. So, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for Thursday. Let's go. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm very excited. I, um, I'm ready to go because I am very excited. I don't have to talk about them either. This is... I don't even want – we talked about them so much and everything – they pushed it to seven games, but everything that happened in game seven and leading up to it was exactly why you couldn't back a team like the the Boston Celtics. I'm ashamed of myself for picking them in multiple spots along the way, just thinking that the talent would overcome. It almost did, but we talked about it weeks ago, months ago potentially, that this Boston Celtics team is over. I'm off the Boston Celtics. I said that multiple times throughout the year. And then when it got to the playoffs and it got time to actually lock in and figure something out, I was, I went against myself and that's what happens. But let's talk about the game overall, because where you want to start, you want to talk about Caleb Martin. You want to talk about uh, the Miami heat defense. You want to talk about the Celtics three point shooting. You want to talk about Jalen Brown turning the ball over every other time he touched it. You want to talk about how unfortunate it was Jason Tatum did twist his ankle on the first possession. How'd you feel about the game? Heat get the W 103-84. Absolutely smoke the Boston Celtics in their building. Never let the crowd get into it. Talk to me about what you were going through, your thoughts watching the game as it went on. Um, so obviously, yeah, you know, game started. I was obviously pumped heading into the game seven. Um, I think you had you had tweeted the other day. You've, you've been thinking way too much about game six. That's exactly how I felt too. Um, it was just that that shot, the whole way it went down, the fact that I thought that Miami was going to close it out in six and that we had to go to seven. And I was nervous about the spot just because not taking the Boston Celtics into account, but just historically game seven, yeah. home team. And call it what you want to. It, it, this isn't shocking to anybody. The Boston Celtics on paper and every measure are a better team than the Miami Heat, right? Except for the one place where it matters is your heart. Um, so obviously, once the game started, I felt confident. I was like, hey, if this is what we're dealing with, especially after a 15-point first quarter, a 15-point first quarter in a game seven at home, I was like, oh, we're good. They're not going to recover, right? We're talking about one of the biggest front-running teams in the NBA, the definition of a front-runner, right? They come out, they hit a couple threes early, they get up double digits, they're good to go, right? We don't have to worry about anything. But you want to talk about a tight game? 
And it's not like Miami was lighting it up offensively, but they were hanging in there with them. Um, and then I think once you got to the second quarter, we were rolling. It was over within the second quarter. You could no tell. Question. You could tell. I mean, you could talk about the Tatum injury, and I'm not going to – as much as we give Tatum shit and as much as I personally dislike him as a basketball player and I think as a human being, um, his ankle was <laughs> fucked. Anybody who's ever played basketball or any sport for that matter knows what that feels like when your ankle goes like that. So the fact that he played the whole rest of the game uh, until they waved the white flag at the end, I'll give him credit. Um, but it was over, man. Like Boston, the rest of those guys had absolutely nothing. Outside of Derek White, no one else on that team showed up, right? Shout out Derek White. He's a hooper. He was trying to get it going, but we can talk about Jalen Brown. We can talk about the other guys on that squad. We can talk about the fact that as I texted you guys, I think the Boston Celtics averaged less than two passes per possession. It really is come up the floor. If I'm not shooting, then the first person I pass it to is definitely shooting. Uh, we can go nine for 50 from three. It does not matter. And the Miami Heat just kept doing their thing. Caleb Martin was awesome, right? Jimmy Butler, um, and you called it early. There was definitely something wrong, definitely something wrong in game six, but he kept fighting. Defensively, some of the things that they were doing, Bam Adebayo found his rhythm late. Um, and in the fourth quarter, they just blew the doors off him. So 15 I, I, point. Yeah. Yeah. 15 point first quarter point or 15 points scored in the first quarter from the Boston Celtics is the lowest number they put up all season. Yeah. It just happened to be game seven of the, the Eastern Conference spot. Finals. Now, you're 100% right on Derek White. There was a time in the game, I want to say in the third quarter, it turned into like a six or seven point game. And the Miami Heat just continued to answer the bell in big spots. And Caleb Martin was the catalyst. Absolutely. There were multiple possessions in a row where they needed a shot. They would come down and Caleb Martin was getting it done. Or Gabe Vincent was hitting the three. Or Caleb Martin was making an extra pass. I mean, it was just the game seven. It was almost like Miami was like, hey, let's just get back to playing our game. And it helps. The, the, the problem is when Boston, who relies on the three-point shot so much, when they miss. That's an understatement. They're, yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> That's their entire game. It's their entire off, and they don't abandon it. Yeah. There's no, there's no pivot. Hey, we have, we've missed the last 15. What, they start 0 for 10 last night? 0 for night? 10. Yeah. So when you st when, when the Boston Celtics stop, start to miss threes, and then Miami goes back into their – Let's play our game and how we got here, extra passing, knocking down open shots, not making any mistakes. It starts to compound where steady Eddie Miami is just possession after possession playing really smart, really good basketball, and it just grinds you out, and that's exactly what happened. It went from a six-point lead to a nine-point lead to a 15-point lead to a 22-point lead. The game is over. Yep. They just were steady, grinded them out the entire way, and – Boston started to get frustrated. They had no answer. And it was um, just a classic. It was a classic Miami Heat performance and a classic Boston Celtics performance when they play bad. And that's exactly what it looked like. And I'm just excited we don't have to talk about them anymore. And the moment the moment never gets to the Heat, right? Even they, they switch into that zone and cause team problems, right? And, like, we watch a lot of hoops. There's not a lot of teams out here running a zone as consistent as the Miami Heat do. And it and it takes a commitment, right? Like it's a hard it's a hard thing to do in the NBA. But when they do it, it absolutely flusters teams. And we've seen that year after year. We saw it last year. We saw it in the bubble when they went to the finals. But as far as Miami just executing, you're right. They know that if they keep doing what they're gonna do, especially against a team like Boston, and this is key, especially against a team like Boston, if we keep doing what we need to do, eventually we're just gonna wear them out. They're going to keep making mistakes. They're going to keep giving us the ball. They're going to get lazy on their defensive rotations. It also really helps us the fact that on defense, right, we talk a lot about offense four on five with certain guys. On defense, it was four on five. Jason Tatum could not rotate. He could not move. And if you look at it in the third quarter, they really started to go after that and exploit that matchup. And you get Caleb Martin open. You get Gabe Vincent open. You throw Duncan Robinson in there. He's doing stuff, right? For whatever reason, and then on the other side, you look at Boston, Missoula panics, throws in Hauser, who has not played in maybe a month, 
right? And he immediately gets killed off a back door by Duncan Robinson, right? Shout out to our guy, Edder, who said that's the number one sign of not being ready to play for a basketball basketball game is when you get in and immediately get taken off the back door. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, stuff like that. It, it really is like a tale of two completely different teams as far as their approach to everything, right? Again, Boston, if they're hitting shots, yeah, for sure. You could win three straight playoff games and threaten to win four in a row, right? But the, the thing is, when they're not falling and you have no ability to pivot to anything else, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. You're still up there launching threes. You're still up there turning the ball over. Your coach is panicking, right? And on the other side, it's slow and steady with whoever it is. So that's why you see Miami can go to Highsmith in the third quarter if they just need some energy, right? And some of these random guys, in addition to guys like Martin getting good minutes, <laughs> Kyle Lowry getting good minutes, Gabe Vincent looking like the best guard on the floor. Um, it, it's, Do it you matters, understand, man. Structure Nick, matters. I want – structure matters 100% because he is literally inserting guys like Highsmith. 90% <laughs> of the fucking NBA fan base doesn't know who that guy is. Yeah. When they saw him, they were like, who is this dude? Who is he? Earlier in the playoffs, like, wh- who is this guy? Highsmith doesn't even get props posted. Yeah. Like, it's just... The, <laughs> He's not, the, not available. Yeah, it's just not available. Like, th- it's just what Spolstra and, and that squad is doing is just insane. And, and I, it's, I can't give them enough credit. I can't give Jimmy enough credit. We said it. If this guy wins the title with these dudes... Forget about it. Forget about it. It's the greatest playoff run of ever. Ever. Like for real. But look at I mean, look at the guys that he's sharing the floor with, right? Like Bam is a Bam's an all-star, but he's a defensive guy. Offensively, yes. Bam is very, very shaky. So it really is Jimmy and a bunch of guys who have to do their thing in order for this team. I mean, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, even Duncan Robinson, who's been glued to the bench for two seasons in Miami. Dog. He hasn't even played all year. Yeah, has not played. Duncan Robinson didn't play all season. He looks phenomenal in the playoffs. Now he's out here talking shit. Now, (laughs) I I tweeted in game six, in the transition play, Bam gets the rebound and kicks it ahead to Duncan. And Duncan, without any hesitation whatsoever, with the finals appearance on the line, catches and pulls for three. I had no problem with that. And now listen. My initial, and I tweeted it and everything, was like, man, why the fuck is he shooting that shot? Then, I literally, Nick, I literally, game six ended, I literally thought about game six for every hour of the day till game seven, I probably thought about game six, 15, 20 minutes. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And I, I was just kind of like evaluating, breaking down, just like different, different spots, different players. And I was in the shower, and I was thinking about like, I, I still can't believe. Oh, by Duncan. the way, some of the best mental sports takes happen in the shower. In the shower, I'm I'm gold. You clear? Oh my god, I'm gold. lucid. Can, what? Put a microphone. <laughs> put a microphone. I'm gold. Missoula needs to do press conferences yeah, in the shower. Talk, then maybe yeah. that'll that'll help. But I'm in the shower and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, actually, that's a horrible take by me. I actually could 100% understand why Duncan Robinson took that shot. I can 100% agree that he should have taken the shot because if you go back to game six, Duncan Robinson down the stretch was sensational. Yeah, He played awesome in that second half, and it goes back to all the things we always talk about, that Spo and Jimmy Butler have these guys literally on another planet mentally. They're playing out of their body. Duncan Robinson caught that and pulled up, like he's like I'm Steph Curry, dog. You know, you know how how he caught it and pulled up like he was supposed to do it. Yes, that's exactly. What he is supposed to do. And, so when and, we talk about guys knowing what they're supposed to do, that's why you can't have a problem with that shot. And yep. when you add it to the fact that he was hot, right? It's not like he was one for nine. He was on fire. He was making big shots for them down the stretch. You can't have a problem with it. You live and die with it. I yes. think. I think in, in film review, Spolstra kills him if he doesn't take it. Doesn't yeah. say shit about him taking it. Yeah, that's actually no. After I looked back on it, I was like, "Whoa, I've been praising these guys, and I've been praising Jimmy and Spo for how much confidence that he's instilling in these role players." And then in the spot where it's time, I'm killing him because he t- I took the shot. I was yeah. like, "No, that's a bad, it's a bad take for me." So I was thinking about that, and yeah, he pulls and also, up. 
I was going to yeah, say go real quick, and a lot of what they do is in the fact that in those moments, Duncan Robinson can't be like, I'm Duncan Robinson, I can't take those shots, right? In these playoff games, Caleb Martin can't say, I'm Caleb Martin, I can't take over and lead us in shot attempts, right? right? Gabe Vincent can't say, like, hey, I'm going to take some of these threes or do some of these different things that I do defensively. You like, can't be out there can't. questioning. No, you're in the NBA, you're in this spot because you deserve to get to this spot, now you got to act like it. You you can't. And that's hard for Jimmy. That's a lot with your no, star. 100%. Not like, hey, because a lot of stars in the league are like, no, it's me time. Y'all, yeah. y'all rotate around me, right? It's a solar system. Y'all are kind of in my orbit. I don't think Jimmy feels I think Jimmy could shoot the ball six times. If they win, he's like, Yeah, fine, what I don't care. That's great. Yeah. No, so they, yeah, that's what mind. I mean. It was actually I the it was a terrible take for me. It was the exact opposite, actually. The more I thought about it. Um, for example, the only time this is the only time I saw the Miami Heat on an offensive possession question anything, and it's from Bam Adebayo because his offensive bag right now is very small, and he's right. questioning himself on the offensive end. The only time I saw – I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a couple, but the clear one I saw that they second-guessed themselves on offense, Bam Adebayo catches the ball on the elbow, and he bangs Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart falls down. And he's like waiting for a whistle, but he's standing there wide open. And it's like, yo, bam, take a dribble and shoot the rock. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And he looks around, looks around, and ends up passing it. That was the only time I saw anyone on the offensive side of the block question themselves or, or, or think about what they were supposed to be doing in that spot. He's supposed to take that shot. And that's how every that that's how they've got everyone feeling across the board. So Absolutely. yeah, man. Kudos to the Miami Heat. They got it done. And to bounce back after losing game six, the way they lost it Absolutely. cannot be understated as well. Most teams, that's it. You lose a heartbreaker like that. And again, look at all the other factors on the road. You're tired as shit. You saw Miami after the game. They didn't even look happy. Like They were like, man, man, get us out of here. We got to hop on a flight. They're not even going home. Go to Denver. On a flight to Denver. No barbecue, no nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they're obviously upset with that. But yeah, to come back, to bounce back. And I think you saw Spolster in that press conference. Like he was rattled you know what i mean after that loss so i think that man that whatever they're doing over there it's not cliche the heat culture thing like it it, it is real it, it, you, there's no other way to explain why you have guys who might not make the other 30 rosters in the nba that are now playing 30 minutes a night on an eastern conference finals team beating a team with two all nba players Dude, these they have a they have a roster full. And they of have guys no guards up. left. I mean, heroes out. Oladipo's left. Like their their only guards on their roster are Martin and uh, uh, Lowry. They have a bunch of guys on the roster that were literally cut from other teams. Yeah, and they, they brought them Jay in. Cole got Caleb Martin there apparently. Three years, <laughs> little three year, twenty million dollar deal. Yep, and now he's. Literally, they were arguing if they were going to give Caleb Martin the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Which he should like, that That's how – no, I don't agree with that. That's how far they, they've come along. So, well, just shout out to the, the Heat culture. And then let, let me ask you this. Caleb Martin shooting 56% from the field in the playoffs, by the way. Bro, he, he, bro, he shot <laughs> – hey, And he's a shooter, hey, by the way. Hey, this is a jump hey, shooter. <laughs> he shot 60% in the series, bro. Caleb Martin shot 60% from the floor. In the Eastern jumpers. Conference Finals on jump yeah, shots. On jump so, shots. <laughs> went over his point prop every game of the series. Did he? So, yeah, every oh, so single got, one. So you could have got rich. You could have just got rich you Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin would have cashed you out, no <laughs> doubt. So that that's where we're at with, with, the, with the heat culture and, and them. Are, they're now in the finals. They're going to play Denver. I so, wait, real quick. Yeah. So are his numbers then, just knowing what you know, are his numbers inflated for the finals on these on some of these points props then? Like, is there is there going to be a way to exploit that and go under? Or are you just not even I mean, touching that with it? I I saw the 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 chart was like nine and a half. It went to like ten and a half. Yeah. And it went to twelve and a half. And I think last nine night was four. Crazy. Last yeah. night was fourteen and a half. They just can't. They can't peg it. I mean, they don't know what to do because like, <laughs> what are you gonna do twenty? Yeah, like yeah, right? you know what I'm saying. So it's it's a tough spot for the book. No no question about it. Let me ask you this because you said they're low on guards. Hero gets cleared to play. Hand is apparently back. He's good. He's we're gonna see Tyler Hero in the in the NBA finals. Yeah. If if Coach Spo feels like that's yeah, something that he's really getting. no care, actually, yeah, right. for real. <laughs> if, if if Spo feels like, yeah, maybe adding him back in is the play, then he will we'll see him. 
how do you how do you I guess what do you expect out of that situation? What would you like to see? Um, obviously we're not day to day with the Miami Heat, but we watch we've watched every game that Miami played to play the last two months. Yeah. Do you insert him back in right away? Does he go back into his twenty five minutes? A, a night do you i guess test it out and see i'm yeah. really interested to see what spolster does what do you think i think you got to test it out and see because hero minutes come at the expense of uh of caleb martin and gabe vincent right and hero's got a hero's also a guy that has to get his so the way that they're moving the ball we've been talking about that all playoffs right those extra passes and things they make if the ball starts to stick with hero in there um you don't have enough to beat the Denver Nuggets, right? Like you have to beat the Denver Nuggets by making those extra passes and creating open jumpers. So if Hero comes out there and he wants to play, no pun intended, Hero ball, um, then you you got to have a quick hook. And I, but I think again, the locker room and the culture dictate understands that, right? Like if Hero comes out and he's pulled, I don't think you see Tyler Hero pull a Julius Randle, right? I think he right. sits his ass on the bench next to Haslam, and Haslam's like, hey. I haven't played in eight years. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah. so, and it's all good. But I think you got to test them out. Yeah, man. You got to, you can't have you need your, buckets, right? Yeah, you you need need buckets. Bu- dude, this is the, <laughs> like, like, yo, let's not forget what we're, you're what we're fully manufacturing about. buckets at this point if you're the Miami Heat. And well, you have been for 18 playoff games. Well, bro, this is the, they're getting ready to see the best offense in the NBA. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're going to need baskets. There, there's no question about that. Really quick on uh, the Boston Celtics shooting from three. Three worst performances of the NBA season. They played 102 total games. The worst shooting performance of the year was game six of the Eastern Conference Finals, seven of 35. What was number two? Eastern Conference Finals, game seven, nine of 42. In game six and game seven combined, the Boston Celtics shot 16 of 77 from three. 16 of 77 from three-point range. That's just never, ever going to get it done. Um, the, the shooting fact variance, that you shot the 77, that's coaching. That's literally not changing anything that we're doing. Yeah, but what can you do, Nick? That's what they do. You can't, you you change, can't just change, you can't change it in game seven. Yes, right? you can. Like, that's what coaches do. That's what man. coaching is. In-game adjustment matters. Game to game. You know what you do after game six and you realize that we won on a prayer? You say, hey, look, guys, if this three is not going early, like to the tune of 0 for 10 to start the game, maybe, <laughs> we should, maybe we should try something different. Maybe we should try anything different. I don't know. I'm not an NBA coach. I don't understand basketball to that level. You understand? Yeah. But he does or is supposed to or he wants you to think he is. How he about those paid, adjustments? He gets paid to. Yeah, no one wants to talk about my adjustments, you clown. Um, Make one. That's it. I don't want to hear it, man. You Again, we just we can't. We can't. Get up over here and praise the heat and Spolster and everything he does to constantly adapt. We're talking about a team that has lost all their second leading scorer, right? Older Depot, a guy who they thought they can get some minutes from. I don't know what happened to Kevin Love, but he essentially stopped playing the last few games, right? Is he hurt or is he just out of the in and out of the little bit of both? This guy's in the rotation, he's out the rotation, you know, in and out the rotation, all that, but constantly adjusting, constantly changing things. If you watch Get Up this morning, Legler did a great job of diagramming some of the different things that he was doing. Um, that stuff happens in games, and that's what you're paid to do. You can't just roll out the balls there like it's fifth grade PE and say, Hey man, let's just start playing. This isn't fucking a pickup game. They play basketball like a pickup game, they play a pickup, they play pickup. Yeah, yeah. I'm a shooter, so I'm gonna keep shooting. I, I actually and no one's know there. To, they play like there's no one there to tell them to stop taking those shots. You know what's funny, man? I actually, in the middle of the season, this is when I first started really getting like suspect on the Boston Celtics. They were just starting. They were just getting over that insane open to the, the season where their offensive rating was like 125. Boston history, yeah. Yeah. They played a game. They lost a game to the Houston Rockets. And I was watching the game, and I've never seen anything like this in my life. This looked like L.A. fitness <laughs> to a T. I'm not even kidding. They were literally getting over half, passing the ball once, 27-footer. Houston would pick it up, start the break, kick it up to, to, to green up top, 27-footer. And they did this for the whole game. <clears throat> I I need to go find the exact box score, but it was something like I'd never seen before. No one, it was like, it was like, it was bullshit basketball. 
it was something like I had never seen in an NBA game. And I was like, man, they're really just out. The ball's are really just out here fucking around. So that was kind of like my first little like moment where I was like, I don't know about these dudes. Like this is just not what like professionals do and how they go about their business. But they asked Missoula after game seven, Eastern Conference Finals loss about the three-point shooting. And this is what I want to get into Missoula and how he's handling the media. Here's Joe Missoula after the game. Sure, what was the difference between tonight and the last three games where you seem to be playing with confidence, the defense was good, there was energy there tonight. It just seemed like after the first six minutes, something changed. Um, we shot 21% from three. Defense was still there. Is this team too reliant on the three-point shot? Does that have to change? Uh, no. Yeah. Now listen. Yeah. You can answer questions like that when you've won multiple titles. Not even one. You can't win. Doc Rivers can't answer questions like that. It's a Belichick answer. You you literally have to be one of the best coaches of all time to answer questions like that. To the point where it's you guys are fucking idiots and don't know what you're talking. Because this is what that's what he's saying. By the way, yeah. Hey, you guys are so dumb. This question is so stupid. I can't believe you're approaching me with this question. No. Three-point shooting is not an issue. We shot 20%. Next question. You have to be Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr to, to, to answer questions like that. And I really don't understand why he's so defiant when we know he backed into the job, and we know – I just said they shot 16 of, of, of 70, 77 from three. Of, clearly, that's an issue that you're too dependent on the three. Or elaborate and explain why that isn't a problem. That's the key. N- maybe no, it's no, – no, no doesn't offer – no offers us nothing. Mo- maybe it's – hey, I just got an extension. They just brought me on full time. You don't like – well, how I'm doing shit or how I'm answering questions, then pack me up. But I don't know why his attitude is like that. I don't understand it. Jalen Brown turned it over like crazy, almost double-digit turnovers last night. He comes out, says, I failed. It was a really bad look. I got to get better. We're going to come back and get better. Now, Jalen Brown's also trying to get a new deal. At two hundred ninety-five million dollars, I understand that as well. But still, I'm saying whatever you need to. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But Missoula, you can't answer questions like that. No, it's it's an app. It doesn't suit you at all. It's an absolute negative, across the board net negative to to show up to the press conference and answer questions like that. Well, he did it on the sideline report too. Uh, I think it was uh, whoever whoever it was that interviewed I, him I on the sideline in between. Yeah, he was a dick. Yeah. I was like, there was no reason to answer her questions like that, dude. I, I have that exact clip. Nick yeah. just brought it up. Here's Missoula. This is the local media now. Okay, you're at the you're at the press conference where everyone's there. TNT. It's it's the national presser, right? All the reporters are in the room. Now, I I, I could almost even go for you're kind of an asshole to the the national. You're you you don't want to talk to Ali LaForce in the middle of the third quarter. Okay, I on TNT. That's the one I, I was under- talking about. What do you got? Do you oh, I, I understand that. Here's Missoula with the local NBC Boston reporter who's asking and trying to you know get a little feel for what happened in the game. Joe, I don't know how eloquently to ask it, so I'm just gonna say what happened. Uh, they played better than we did. Why? I don't know, uh, but our guys gave everything they had, and that's the most important thing, is that uh, people understand it's one of the best locker rooms they've been a part of, and uh, those guys gave everything they had. How much pain is Jason in with that ankle? Um, certain. What was your message to them? I love them. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so yeah, I, I hadn't seen that. You know the crazy thing about that, too, when you talk about these local reporters? And you know. They spend a lot of time around the team, a lot of on the record, but a lot of off the record time with the team, right? Like these people are there every day. They're at practice. They're at shoot around. 
They're obviously at the games, pre, post, like whatever. Like they are, if you're on the beat like that, like your job is to be on the beat. You travel with the team often, different things like that. So to give her an answer like that, that that's it's it's obnoxious, man, because she's done her job and I'm assuming represented you guys all year and gotten your message out there. Um, you got to give her more. She shouldn't be pulling for questions from you. And you could tell she almost didn't want to ask a question because she yeah, knew what he was going to say. Yeah. It was almost like, and look, we've said this so many times on No Catch Up. If you're going to be an asshole, you better be winning all the fucking time. If you're not pleasant to work with and be around, you better be winning constantly. Because as soon as you're not, you're done. You're toast. Well, and also, don't get up there after, um, what, what was the game where he got up there and said, uh, that was the last series, like, does anybody want to ask me about all the adjustments that we made? So it's like, oh, wait, so now you want to give some detail when it's going right for you? Right. I thought all series he was defiant towards the media. I thought he was standoffish. I didn't like his attitude. I don't like his demeanor. You are a first-year head coach that was given a really good situation. This team was in the NBA Finals last year. You have two max players and the reigning defensive yes. player of the year, two NBA all NBA players. So, like, don't act. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, 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 don't act like you. I wouldn't say you hit a triple, but in reality, you woke up on. You were born on third base. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how he acts. He acts like he hit a triple. He acts like he hit a triple. Acts like he hit a triple, but he was born on third base. You you were born halfway to home. If we're gonna be honest, this team was team was two games, two games from winning a championship last year, and you added Malcolm Brogdon. Let's not forget you added a great player. So for you to get up there, right, and be defiant and give one word answers and offer no type of explanation and not really take any accountability, I told them that I loved him. Well, fucking great. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. And I don't I don't need you to get up there and explain for 35 minutes, but give us something. What happened yesterday? I don't know. It's your job to know. Just some humility, too. Something. There's just, there's just no humility, no answers, something. no nothing. Answer a question. I could I could get I could guarantee you you ask you ask everybody yeah. around that situation, like, how do you guys feel about Missouri? Move like, on yeah, I mean, from this guy. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I will I, say I, this. From Dell brought up a great point that, uh, earlier this morning that I will, I will, I will not put this all on Missoula and the fact that these are the same problems they had last year in the finals. Some of these issues, as far as not being able to close games, disappearing in the fourth quarter, specifically Tatum. Hey, um, but and, that and, was and, it. And hey, that was also in the finals, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we're not hey, even there now. They didn't even get to the finals, yeah. and they mm-hmm. lost to what one of the best, the the probably the best yeah. three, probably the best three. To a very tough team to be in the finals. A team that, yeah, for sure. So like, definitely, yeah. W- w- there's a lot of different things, and and to be honest, Nick, they shouldn't have made the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, and I'll give you this, man. And you just talked about it a little bit, but don't don't sell yourself short. You called it early. I was, I think, I was on it after that New York the quickly game. I was like, something's not right with the Celtics. Yeah, 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 they yeah. Shouldn't yeah, have yeah. lost that game, right? And that's when I was kind of like, it's it's fishy over there. You were on it weeks before that, and we're like, hey, this Boston team. Something they're, not just, right. they're not they're not something's yeah. not right they're not serious and then i can and then i picked them twice yeah against the <laughs> the exact opposite team in the miami heat so all right that's the chapter it's closed it's done on the boston celtics 22 23 season we'll see where they go oh let me ask you really quick because we have no time constraints today we could chat jalen brown tatum you bring them both back, max them out, and figure out what needs to be done. Kind of have to. It's, it's Jason hard. Tatum is 24 yeah. years old. Yeah, Brown is what, 26? He just finished his 24-year-old season. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, five times. Let me – let me. I don't want to butcher that. Um, But what do you do? Well, to me, Tatum is part, one of – Yo, because part – I'll, I'll give you a little – I'll give you a little intro of what, what I'm feeling. Part of me is like – you bring back him and Brown, Tatum and Brown. You go find another coach, and you go again. The team yeah. is right there. You just got to get a, a a better coach and a better offensive, uh, a better offensive situation and a plan. And I think you're right back knocking at the door to be in the finals. And eventually, the the ring will come. I, I wouldn't make too too many drastic moves on the roster. Now, if Jalen Brown doesn't want to be there, it's a completely different story. 
Um, but also, you can't let Jalen Brown walk out the door as a free agent. Yeah, no, you got to do a sign and trade or something like that. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't let, you don't let him walk. He's way too talented of a player. On the Tatum thing, there's absolutely no situation in which you don't move forward with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is the cornerstone of your franchise. To me, all, again, my personal feelings aside, he's one of the most top five, most talented players in the NBA from a pure talent perspective. Um, he's young, and you hope that he can get through some of this stuff because of his age. Um, I think that we forget how young Boston is just because of how experienced they are um, and just how many different iterations of this team Tatum has actually been on. There is like the Kyrie version of it. There was the uh, there was the Gordon Hayward in them version of it. There was the one year of Idoka. Now you're here. So like they're, they're like a weathered 24, but he's still only 24. So I think you bet on Tatum for the rest of his career. And I think until you see it with a different coach or a different approach, you bet on Brown for the rest of your career. The chances of getting two guys like that again or get another guy with Brown's talent level to play with Tatum um, are very, very, very slim to none. Now, what you have to do is 100% retool the rest of that roster. Those guys can't be... Or you need a point guard. I think you move on from smart. I think this is probably it. You move on from smart for as much good as he does. He does a lot of bad. And just overall, um, I don't think he's what you need. But I don't think that you move on from Brown or Tatum. I think you have to pay that money. And that's just where we are in the NBA. Yeah, this is the fourth Eastern Conference Finals appearance for Jason Tatum. It's crazy. Cleveland and then literally three times in a row. Uh, three, three out of four years, they played the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. So beating them twice, right? And Miami's beating them twice, correct? So, yeah, that's where I'm at. I think I honestly think Nick, it's more more has to do with the coach than anything else. And you could always be able if it doesn't work in a couple of years, Brown is still going to be valuable. Yeah, but no it's doubt. the coaching to me. I think there's I I don't understand. Again, if we want to talk about holding guys accountable, we've seen it happen. We saw it happen with Monty Williams for Game Seven performances, right? We've seen it happen with Doc for playoff performances. Like, you have to move on from Missoula, period, point blank. There's still good coaches out there available. Um, I I would take anybody. Look, you know how I feel about food (laughs) holes. You know how I feel about – but I'd even bring in Bud. Uh, Nurse is off the market. Shout out Nurse for going to Philly. What a great hire. Um, I thought he was going to go to Milwaukee. I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, But you know how we feel about Nick Nurse here on the program, so I think that's a really good hire. But yeah, you got to do something else, man. This team is is too ready. You you're gonna come back into next season as still the favorites in the Eastern Conference, bro. At the end of the day, <laughs> this team fucks around and doesn't know what they want to do, and they and then they have one of the best offenses in the NBA. They have the best net rating, and they're a game away from the finals again with literally no direction. Mm-hmm. The team is out there with no direction. Period. Now, Dante in the comments, shout out Dante. He's always rocking with us, man. He said Celtic supporting cast is overrated. So I'm assuming he's talking about Horford, Smart. Yep. D- I like Derek, Derek White, White isn't. He's, no, he's a great White. piece. Derek gotta, White gotta, stays. Yeah, Derek White stays. Brogdon. I thought he'd be bigger. I thought he would too. I thought he'd be bigger in this series. He, he didn't make, it, he, he didn't didn't make really an impact make like impact I thought he at would. All. Yeah. Didn't slow them down. Didn't get them into what they needed to get into. It was just kind of out there. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even. I can't think of any Malcolm Brogdon moments from this series. Really, no, they're not. Well, he missed. He missed Game Six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there wasn't very many, if if at all, for so, a guy who we really like, and we were and we were excited about him coming over to the Boston Celtics. I I got to bring both guys back for whatever dollar amount is necessary, and I got to fill out the rest of the thing, and and, and we got to go from there. Oh, we know the dollar amount. Tatum Brown, if you're Jalen Brown, you're not signing in Boston for anything less than two hundred ninety-five million. Five years, and if you're Tatum, you're not signing less for three hundred eighteen. Call me when that's ready. Um, you know, I'll be in Cancun, but phones work there. (laughs) Call me when that's ready. Uh, I'll be ready to sign. I'll be ready to sign. Yes. Let me know. Fax it over. Yeah, let me know. It's all good. Email works too. You can DM me. Doesn't matter. Airdrop. I'm all available. Yeah, man. So I think that is uh is very is very, very interesting. But I wouldn't overreact on the roster per se. I would I would definitely overreact on the coach and, and figuring out that situation because I wonder if they could go back what they would do with Ime. Like, just knowing how the shit shook out. But I guess we, we talked about that a little bit. I don't think so he's come bigger, back in the order. So it's bigger yeah. than hoops. 
Yeah, he couldn't come back in the organization. I think they probably had to make that move, but the so way it's bigger they did than hoops? It, the way they did it definitely had an impact. Yeah, it's bigger than hoops, man. He <laughs> <laughs> was, 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 was out here wilding out, man. He bigger than go. hoops, man. Folks, folks was a predator. It's bigger than, <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than hoops, man. Bigger than hoops. So, but no, it's clearly broken. It's broken, man. Yeah, you got it. I think, and again, man, look at those post-game pressers. Hold guys accountable for game sevens when he should have shown up. It was at home. You were not on the road. Everything was pointing. The momentum was in your favor. Everything was pointing in your favor. Hold him accountable for game three and for game seven. That's what I said. Game three and game seven. I need answers as to what happened in game three when we literally, literally didn't show up down 0-2. I need an answer for game seven as to why um, we didn't show up in that one. Also, let me know what happened in Atlanta as well. That's it. We'll move. We'll move on. Let's talk about the finals really quick. We're going to have another episode for you guys probably before the finals. When do the finals start? Tuesday or Wednesday? Or Thursday. Thursday, I believe, is game one. Let me see. Let me make sure. Yeah, Wednesday is tomorrow. If you had Miami playing tomorrow, that's cruel. (laughs) I forget that. The the holiday got me messed up. Tuesday today. So they play on Thursday. They played Thursday. Going straight to uh, straight to Denver. Yeah, they flew to Denver last night. Game one is Thursday. We'll definitely have a post-game finals recap for you. Let's talk about the finals matchup a little bit. Because let's talk about the Denver Nuggets. We just talked about the Heat. We know what they're about. I don't I my initial gut is telling me I don't see how Miami beats the Denver Nuggets. They're like a more polished offensive team and have shooting just like the Celtics, but don't but have coaching. Have good coaching and then they have probably the best team and the best player in the NBA at the moment in Jokic. Yep. My gut tells me the Denver Nuggets should take care of business here in five or six games. I said that I've said that multiple times. About the Milwaukee Bucks, I said the same thing. <laughs> I was about to say, I said the Miami's same like thing. the anti-gut feeling. Yeah, team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, 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 they keep hanging these big numbers too. Keep winning game one. Yep, on the keep, road. They keep winning game one on the road. What do you think that locker room is like? Like, what do you? Like, I want to, I want to see, I want to know. Like, there's, yeah, I don't know. You talking I'm, about I'm Miami? Yeah, I just intrigued as to what goes to have that mentality because. I, guess I think it, it's just we no. Out I, I think thing before, but like the Haslam thing actually matters when you literally will pay that guy millions of dollars to not play because you believe that he impacts your culture that enough. Like, I think there's just no outside noise whatsoever. None of it. Like a lot of teams yeah. talk about turning off social media and not yeah. listening to anything. Yes, I, I really don't. I bet you they hang out. I feel like they hang out. Like they play cards. They're kicking it. Like yeah. And that's it. And Jimmy's not a fucking asshole he loves those guys for loves real guys he actually real. likes those guys yeah. and it's a it's a le- it's a level playing field when they're like, walking Caleb, around you're better than jason tatum like no nah, i'm dead ass serious like you're better than him. what's like, his ass yeah, yeah like yeah. for real jalen yeah. brown gonna turn it over for you five or six times yeah. get out in transition and go get a basket so yeah no i believe it is like that Jokic, bam is gonna have to deal with Jokic, and bam's numbers against Jokic are not very good. I'm going to get those for you as well. But but who's are? My my yeah, but my my guy um my guy Matt Moore laid it out, which was a good point. Who is going to deal with Michael Porter Jr. 6'10 Michael Porter Jr. Now, my gut feeling was like you have to throw out logic with these guys. The Miami Heat, but like he laid out Duncan Robinson 6'7 Gabe Vincent, 6'3", Caleb Martin, 6'5". Like, the rest of those guys aren't very big, right? Jimmy is going to be on him uh, a bit as well, but he's going to have to deal with Jamal Murray. Murray And a little bit of Jokic. Yeah, so they they have that piece. Now, how do you feel about the matchup overall? Because Denver can shoot it. They're athletic. If Aaron Gordon is knocking down shots, <laughs> this shit is a sweep. I'm going to tell you that, yeah. right? If Aaron, if Aaron Gordon is shooting 50% from three, it's a sweep. Yep. So how do you feel about the matchup overall? And I'm going to get these Bam and Jokic numbers. Yeah, so overall, I mean, look, man, on paper, this is a four or five game series. If we're being honest, I'd be surprised. I, I, on paper, it's surprising if it gets to six. There's nothing about the Nuggets that tell you that they're not going to be able to absolutely wash the floor with the Miami Heat, just based on a matchup perspective, right? Like, you just laid it out. No one's going to be able to deal with Porter. They don't have the length. They don't have the bodies to throw at these different guys that Denver can hit you with. 
Um, in addition to the, you know, the the per the the Porter Murray and Jokic situation. Look, you also got guys like Bruce Brown coming off the bench and making it happen. You got KCP, NBA champ. I'm sorry, NBA champion, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, causing problems and just different guys that they can do. And Malone has been a good coach. You go back to Sacramento, uh, they let Malone go early for no real reason, in my opinion. But Mike Malone has been a good NBA coach. They are not gonna falter like the Boston Celtics did, right? Um, so with that being said. You do throw out logic against the Miami Heat. I, I don't see any way that they win this series. But if you were to tell me that Miami's going to give them two or three games that has Denver afterwards, like, wow, that was that was tough, then that wouldn't surprise me. So I could see it going six. Only because it's Miami. Only because Spolstra is battle-tested as far as, you know, coaching. He's, he's won multiple championships, been to multiple NBA finals. Um, and this team just doesn't have any quit in them. I think a lot of times you see teams lose in matchups like this because they come out early and realize, yeah, we can't beat these guys. That will never happen, right? That just won't happen. They're not going to go into some situation where they're down 20 in the first quarter and just be like, fuck it, we're waving the white flag. And I think that that kind of wears on other teams that are playing against you because you're used to that happening, right? You get up early, teams, some teams just lose confidence and you end up trouncing them. That's not going to happen with the Miami Heat. So I believe if Denver stays focused, they're going to be fine. I believe they're going to win the series. You couldn't pay me to take the Heat in any type of bet to win the series here. I don't care if it was plus 50,000. Um, but still, like, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. But they'll win. They're too good. They're, I, I, I can't. This is where it stops. Eventually, yeah. some of this stuff has to stop. And you got to have the guys to do it. And again, Boston was the perfect opponent for the Miami. Yeah, one hundred perfect opponent. Mentally they, soft, soft de defense, completely suspect, and they rely yeah. on one thing on offense. And when that variance kicked up, and they were missing, they were dust. And no true leadership on that team. Yep, none. So y yeah, Jokic versus Bam out of bio last two seasons. He's shooting sixty three percent, seventeen of twenty seven. <laughs> And the Nuggets are 4-0 in those games. Then to, to get a little deeper in the matchup data, 15 minutes. So these are three different instances. 15 minutes, 9 of 15, 20 points, 8 assists. 16 minutes, 8 of 12, 17 points, 10 assists. 13 minutes, 6 of 13, 15 points, 7 assists. When he's not scoring, he's giving that bitch up and someone else is scoring. Total, 52 points, 25 assists in 44 minutes versus Bam Adebayo the last few seasons. So and his passing get... is going to be able to solve the zone. Yes, that, that's it... where they're going to run to an issue. You swarm him down there, he's going to find the open man every single time, and that's what kills the zone. Also, we talk about Jokic because we saw AD give Jokic baskets in that in game one, or I think it was game one or game two of that series. He had like he had forty plus, forty five, wasn't it? Yeah, he had forty five yeah. or whatever in game one, right? So like. But Bam offensively is not like that. Not even close. So if we want to talk about Jokic's weakness of being a, a poor defender when he's literally doing his usage rate is 99% on offense, then, I mean, it's going to be tough for him to play D at a high level too. Bam is not going to be able to exploit that weakness. Also, the Nuggets have a lot of wings that could deal with these new found studs in Caleb Martin in Gabe Vincent, in Duncan Robinson. Add Hero into the mix as well. AG is going to be able to guard some of these guys. Michael Porter Jr. has been playing a lot better defense. Jamal Murray is not a stopper whatsoever, but KCP no, he, is. Not what he's there for. Bruce Brown is going to show up with tons of effort. And then Christian Brown, I love him coming off is the bench. Is it Brown or Braun? So, I spelled uh, Braun, but everybody says Brown. it's spelled Braun, but it's Brown. Yeah, they it's keep calling him Brown, but I'm like, to me, that looks like Braun. It looks like oh, Braun, Braun, but yeah, it's Brown. Life. Yeah, right. yeah, it's like, okay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and my name is, and my last name is big, but it just, it just whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Christian Brown is also a guy off the bench that I think will give a lot of good minutes, especially on the defensive end. He did, he gave a lot of great minutes defensively against Devin Booker. Denver they also is have tough. Size sitting on the bench too, if they really need to. They got Jeff De Green DeAndre is going to be able to impact some yeah. stuff as well. They got Jordan. DeAndre and, Jordan uh, won't see the floor. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, if you ever had to throw in some size, they got Jordan and that dude that was on the Lakers. Uh, used to be on the Wizards. He used to kill yeah, the Bulls. yeah, uh, Bryant. Bryant. Yeah, he's yeah, killed Bryant. the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so murder the Bulls, by the way. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Kill the ball. Kill the ball's fits. Oh, so Him yeah, that Curry. that's another aspect that. Yeah, I guess I'm going to pick against Miami again and say that Denver has too much. I'm going to tell you this. I, I really, I there's a bet that I was looking at. I really like on on DraftKings right now. You can get Denver to win Game One, win the series minus two hundred five. I saw it as high as 260 in other spots. I like that play if you're looking to it? Denver to win game one and win the series minus 205. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was the time to take Denver to win the championship during this little Boston three-game yes. run? Because the numbers got ridiculous, yes. right? Like when people be- thought it was Boston going there. Yes, because Boston was going to be the favorite if they yeah. got, if they saw Denver. Yeah. Bro. Like Boston, that was a huge, yeah. Boston yeah. is always going to be the favorite, favorite. because – when they show up, it's lights out. Lights out, yes. Yeah. So, like, there's nothing you can do with them when they're playing really well. They're just so un they're they're just so unserious and and mentally mush that they just have consistency problems. Boston they're like Anthony are, Davis, are a capper's worst nightmare. The Boston Celtics are Anthony Davis as a team. <laughs> That's what it is. They yeah. you can't count on them. You don't. They, they op- clearly could. But play. you're always scared. You're always nervous about what they're gonna do and how they're gonna show up. That's just what it is. So I'm excited because, the, hey, man, these windows, we talk about them. I feel like Jimmy feels the pressure, too. He knows. He's like, man, I don't man, this. I, I don't know. know. No, no. I, but I, 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 I'm saying the, about yeah. getting back to this spot. Oh, for sure. So you mean to tell me I can win a title. I don't have to play LeBron. I don't got to. I, I, we already took care no of No Golden State. I don't no Giannis. See, I don't have to see Steph. I don't have to see none of those dudes, and we got a chance to win the title against a bunch of guys who haven't won the title before. Against yeah. the guys that are, yeah, I mean, they this that was Jokic's second Eastern or Western Conference Finals appearance. This is his first Finals appearance. A little bit of uh, a little bit of experience, but man, I, this is the best opportunity. I'm never gonna have another opportunity like this again. Well, it's, and, yeah. as simple as that. And I think a lot of it on this first one was like, oh, the bubble was the perfect situation for the Miami Heat. Like, no, the, the situation is the perfect situation for those boys. Yeah. So we saw that through this run. So I, I get that on that type of pressure, but not the type of pressure that becomes debilitating. No, right? no, no. He's no, aware no. of it. He's aware of it. He's aware yeah. of the moment, right? Like, he's aware of the moment and the gravity of it. But I think one of Jimmy's best things, and you kind of saw it in this series too, is they also have a game-by-game mentality. Like, it is very game-by-game. Like, like the fact that they were able to tuck away game six, right, and just move on to game seven and show up like that shows that they're really able to kind of um, – just their mentality is a lot different. So, yeah, I, I – man, it's so hard to it's, – it's all logic says Denver, quick, easy, painless, right? But, again, this is the Miami Heat. So maybe we're under the spell of all this stuff, whatever it is that they do over there. But it makes sense. It's not, the, you're not stupid for it. We picked the, against them for two out of the three series that they've been in this year. The Milwaukee series still stays with me. Five. They fucked, dude. They folded they ran, those guys. They ran, they ran, up. Yeah. And Miami's not a and Milwaukee's not a quitting team. And my and Milwaukee is just not. They have issues, but they're not a quitting team. They're just yeah. It's what they for them to do what they did to the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. Middleton was still around. Drew mm-hmm. Holiday was out there getting smoked. Soul. I, cut, I, that, Jimmy cut his dreads off. That Jimmy literally cut his dreads off. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, series. I, that series sticks with me still quite a bit. Yeah, it's it was very tough. What because like okay, Boston is they've been doing what they just did all year long. They've been fucking around. They'll have spurts where yeah, they play really well. They fucked around against Philadelphia, but Philadelphia felt like fucking around more. So they lost that game. The Philadelphia 76ers weren't mentally tough enough to go on the road in game seven and get a win. Miami Heat are. They did. The but, Knicks another wildly inconsistent team. You know, the Knicks were an yep. inconsistent team for them to face and, and a well-coached team and all that stuff, right? Yep. But another very inconsistent team but yeah you're right and so what's you, funny I'm is serious, the, but you can't say anything about the, the buck series really, yeah really man can't. you can't say anything you about the buck series they folded them up and you talk about the Giannis missing game i don't care they folded the bucks up they folded the bucks up and that 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 sticks with me quite a bit i would love to, i'm going to be rooting for the miami heat 
There's no question about that. Um, if Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, for everything that I believe in sports, Jimmy Butler deserves to to walk out in his career with a championship ring. He's already so stamped too now. He is so stamped and certified. Yeah, it's crazy. The guy is like <laughs> Jimmy is a is an all timer already. Just an all timer. Just dude. like all-time when his name when his name comes up down the road, it's gonna be like, man, that dude was a fucking killer, bro. Yeah, like yeah. that's I mean, that's just how I'm gonna remember Jimmy, no matter what. Stamped, he does the next three, three seasons. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I actually, you know what? I've been talking about that for the last couple of years, that Spolster quote, and I actually did find it, the exact quote about Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, so I do want to give that to you real quick, but this yeah. was after, uh, I think this was after one of those, one of those Eastern one of Conference bubble performances. Last year. Yeah, no, last, oh, last year. One, yeah, Eastern Conference Finals. He goes, Jimmy Butler, this is from Spolster. He goes, Jimmy Butler is an elite competitor. There's a lot of guys in this league that are playing basketball. He's competing to win. That's a totally different thing, and he does that as well as anybody in this league. Simple as that. Sums it up. It's not different. A, not a real crazy game. Nope. Very solid game. Nothing spectacular. Nope. It, it Rips gets, your heart out. <laughs> it's about Yo, winning. Yeah. You want to know what's funny? <clears throat> How about Jimmy, fresh out of halftime, first possession, pulls up for three all net. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, yeah, yeah. like it, it, it was, it happened so fast. It was almost like Boston, like, wasn't really out of half yeah, yet. Yeah, they start, they tipped the second half. Jimmy caught the ball, take took two steps, two dribbles, knocked down three all net. I was like, bro, this shit is a wrap. Yeah, so I'm looking Better. forward to seeing how, how they deal with, um, with the Denver Nuggets. How you feel about game one? Are you are you on the Denver's know. got a lot of time off, man? They've, they've been chilling lot. for they've been chilling for what eight? They're gonna be chilling for like what eight or nine days? Yeah, they've been kicking. I think Jokic probably took another trip. I don't know <laughs> that. Look, that type of stuff. The fact that Miami's been in like foxhole mode for like two months now, yeah, could actually end up working in their favor because they've caught everybody at surprise game one. Everybody, everybody they've played, they've caught on surprise game one. It's they gonna be game, big, yeah. big time recovery mode. Yeah. That they're gonna go to game one, they're gonna be in the altitude, but literally they haven't played in ten. <laughs> they're gonna almost have not played in a week plus for sure right. for the Nuggets. So I'm interested to see what that is. The number right now is eight and a half. Is that what it, that was? What it was uh, for game one against Boston too, right? No, 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 no. That should close that ten. It was nine oh, and a half. 10? It closed that oh, ten. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free cheese. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see where that. I'll put shakes. it this way: I'm taking. I'm, I'd take Miami before I took anything else. You would take the eight and a half before you. Yeah, take, I would, before for you sure. the eight and a half. Yeah. I could I, see them. I could see them getting like smoked. Yeah. Yes, just like on on some like we just need a we just need some more time to to, to gear yeah. up and get ready to go. Go like, out there, do a little bit of calisthenics. Yeah, like because we've seen that multiple times from the Heat. Throughout yeah. the playoffs. Well, Spolster knows. Schedule losses. Just packing games up. Hey, guys, like, yeah. This one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they might not say that, but they understand. And that's in the coaching. Yeah. Yep. No it's doubt. In the yeah, and, and you got to sometimes. It's fine. I don't think they did that those last three games here. I think they just got beat, but it, it was what it was. Maybe does game Jamal, five. Does Jamal Murray keep, keep up, keep rolling? He has to. He's been awesome. He's been great. Or does he... But he's going up because Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has a way of making you question who you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he and he's, he he wants to get after Jamal Murray. You know what I mean? Again, like Drew, we thought Drew Holiday was a mentally tough player, and I just I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Where I've seen guys take guys' soul, I've never seen a guy take a guy's soul while telling him about taking his soul. Dude, you know what I mean? Was, like, hey. Like, come on, like, come on, man. Like, well, dog, for for this is almost unanimously the best perimeter guard defensively in the NBA. In the NBA, yeah. Like, ask the fans, ask the players. Ask the players like, for real. They Drew Holiday is no joke. Shout out Lou Dort. He, fought, he killed him. Killed him. And told him about it. Yeah. Over and over again. So yeah, Drew became, he's here. Drew last week, yeah, he busted my ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said that on a podcast, right? Yeah, he said, yeah, he said he busted my. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> he's like, I think I'm a good defender. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. This yeah. guy, this guy took my soul from me. 
this guy is different. This guy He's is different. different. So whatever it is, it's not going to be, you're, no, you're not going to see any laying down, man. And that, to me, is going to make it a fun series regardless of the outcome. You will not see any laying down. You'll see one team that plays a really beautiful brand of basketball versus another team that plays the grittiest, grinded out, no lay down, no quick brand of basketball you've ever seen. So it's, it's, it's two completely different styles. Yeah. Um, but it, it could be interesting. Hey, styles make fights. Styles make fights. So we're about to find out what these boys are about. Well, me and Big Get the Quick are going to be recapping all finals post-game, every game. That's what we do here on No Catch-Up every year. Me, I'll talk to Nick offline. We'll see if maybe we could do a little finals preview, get together some numbers, and talk about this the overall matchup, what we think will be the keys to the series. We'll break it all down. Four spots. Big, yeah, for Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little No Catch on Sports Talk Big Chicago. We'll see y'all next time.